You're listening to the Grow Your Own Food Podcast, a show dedicated to helping you grow fresh fruit, vegetables, and even grains in your own backyard. In every episode, you'll get growing tips, recipe inspiration, and more. Ready to get growing? Then let's jump in. Hey everybody, welcome to episode number 38 of the Grow Your Own Food podcast. I'm your host, Shauna Smith, and today I'm going to be going over how to harden off your seedlings. So if you started your seedlings indoors at home from seed, even if you have kind of used those tips that I have told you about, like setting up a fan to expose your seedlings to wind currents or petting them, Um, Yes, that's a thing that you can do to encourage them to grow stronger. It's a phenomenon called thigmotropism, if you missed it in an earlier episode. Even if you've been doing those things, you still need to harden them off because they haven't had exposure to direct sunlight or super strong wind currents or pounding rain or temperature extremes, all of these things that your seedlings are going to encounter outside. So you have to gradually expose them to all those different things over an extended period of time. So I'm going to be going over exactly how to do all of that in today's episode. But first, a word from today's sponsor. So I want to start by talking a little bit about why I am talking about hardening off seedlings and why I'm talking about it right now. So if you started your own seedlings from seed at home for the first time this year, you may not have even known that this is something that you need to do. And that's why I'm talking about it right now. And I'm also talking about it right now because when this episode first airs, it will be March 11th, and that is around about the time that if you're growing things like broccoli or cauliflower or even leafy greens like spinach and lettuce, that you're going to want to start hardening off those seedlings in preparation for planting them outside. So two very big reasons of why I'm talking about this and why I'm talking about it right now, but... Now that we know that, let's go ahead and talk about the key things that you need to remember before starting this whole hardening off process. The first thing you need to do in your hardening off process is decide how long you want your hardening off process to be. I would say that you need a minimum of seven days to harden off your seedlings. That, that is the least number of days that I can recommend for your seedlings. That's the number of days that I use in my hardening off process. I know a lot of gardeners actually prefer to do 14 days or in other words, a two-week hardening off process. It's really just up to your personal preference. The two-week hardening off process, I will say, does allow for a little bit of error, especially if you have really unpredictable spring weather. Honestly, my seven-day process sometimes turns into a nine to 10-day process. If we had some really strong spring storms roll through, or if we had some colder than average temperatures and I couldn't set my seedlings outside, that's definitely something to put in the pros column of the two-week hardening off, you know, schedule. So I would say kind of use your best judgment in terms of what your weather is like in late 
March, early April when you would be planting these kinds of things outside. The next thing you need to remember when it comes to hardening off seedlings is before you start the process, before you even put your seedling outside on day one, make sure your seedlings are well watered. In fact, I would say check the moisture level of your soil every day before you set your seedlings outside and during the hardening off process. Just because the hardening off process is meant to stress the seedlings a little bit, but it's meant to do it gradually. So we don't want to starve those plants of water while we are also introducing them to extremely strong sunlight and very heavy winds. We don't want all of that stuff hitting your seedlings at once. So I want you to, at least for the first several days, make sure that the seedlings are well watered. Next thing would be to never start the hardening off process when temperatures are at or below freezing for your cool weather crops. So that would be anything in the brassica family like broccoli, cauliflower, bok choy, cabbage. Um, that would also include your cool weather crops like spinach, kale, Swiss chard, lettuce. You want to make sure that temperatures are at least around the 50 degree range, probably no lower um, or not much lower than 45 degrees and definitely not lower than 40 degrees. So try to make sure that the average daytime temperature is, you know, around the 45 to 50 degree range for those kinds of vegetable plants. For your warm weather vegetables, um, because you're probably going to end up hardening those off about a month or two later than right now, you want to make sure that the average daily temperature is no lower than 60 degrees. So for things like tomatoes, eggplants, peppers, squash, those sorts of things, if, if you grew those from seed at home also, you know, make sure that the average daily temperature is about 60 degrees, ideally no lower than 55 degrees because they just, they don't, they don't like cool temperatures. They'll be, they'll be fine, but they might get a little bit of shock and they, it might slow their growth a little bit. Uh, the fourth thing I would say is to make sure you check your forecast every day before setting your plants outside. A light sprinkle of rain here or there is fine. In fact, it's kind of great because if you listened to the podcast episode N is for nitrogen, you know that atmospheric nitrogen can be consumed by your plants in the form of rain. It comes down in the rain and your plants can then use it. Um, one of the few times that your plants are able to use atmospheric nitrogen for fertilizer. So that's fine, but if heavy rain or storms are forecast, you want to wait until that weather has cleared, or if it looks like the whole day is going to be stormy, just skip that day and just proceed as, as directed the following day. The last thing to remember is that during this hardening off process, we are bringing in the plants every single night until the night before you're ready to transplant. So when I start talking about day one, day two, day three, and so on, you need to remember that you are bringing in the plants every night. So this is not an unsupervised slumber party outdoors for our plants until the night before we're ready to transplant. So with all of that said, let's get started talking about this schedule. And if this starts to sound like a lot, like, oh my gosh, Shauna, I am never gonna keep track of it, don't worry, I put the link to the sister post for this episode in the show notes. You can also find it by going to beanbasil.com and searching for how to harden off seedlings. So 
let's go ahead and get started by talking about day one. So day one will be the very first time that your seedling has ever been exposed to the outdoors if you started it from seed at home. And the only thing we're trying to do on day one is just expose it to the ambient temperature outdoors and maybe some gentle wind currents. So we're going to set it outside in a shaded area. We're not going to expose it to any sunlight whatsoever. It's going to be in shade. We are also going to set it in a sheltered area against a wall or in a corner of your patio and we're going to do this on a mild day. It's fine if it's sunny outside because like I said we're setting it in a shaded area but ideally the temperatures are going to be staying pretty consistent throughout the day. That's what I mean by mild. So it's not going to be super windy, nothing really severe, nothing rainy or crazy. It's just going to be a nice, what you would consider a nice day and we're going to leave it outside for just one hour and then we're gonna bring it inside. That's all you have to do on day one. On day two, we're gonna set the seedlings out in a semi-sheltered area. So whereas before maybe we set it in a corner where it was up against two walls, we're just going to set it up against one wall. That's what I mean by a semi-sheltered area. And we're gonna set it in weak sunlight. So I have found that setting them in front of my garage doors, which face south slash southwest, at around 5.30 in the evening works really well for day two because the sun is setting so the light is much more diffused and weak. You know, typically this time of year, it's right after daylight savings. So the evenings are, there's a little bit more light and it is still light out at 5.30 in the evening. There's also a little bit of residual warmth that's kind of built up in the garage doors. So it's gonna keep things from getting too cool for the for those plants, but it's going to be a little bit sheltered since it's right up right there against the wall, though they will get just a little bit of a breeze or exposure to wind. And we're gonna leave them out there for two hours. So two hours in a semi-sheltered area with weak sunlight on day two. And then we're gonna bring them indoors. Day three, you're going to set your seedlings out in an unsheltered area and this time you're going to set them out in full sunlight, but you're only going to be setting them out in full sunlight for one hour. After an hour in full sunlight, you're going to move them out of direct sun, but still keep them outside in the shade for another two hours. So this gives them a chance to recover from the full sun, but they're still gonna get that ambient temperature. They're still gonna get a little bit of wind currents to kind of encourage their stems to grow stronger and just kind of harden and toughen up a little bit more. So on day three, your seedlings are spending three hours outside. Easy to remember. When you bring them in, because this is their first day, of full sun, make sure you check the soil moisture level and water if needed. On day four, it's gonna be really similar to day three. All we're doing is adding one more hour of full sunlight. So we'll set the seedlings out in an unsheltered area in full sunlight for two hours. Check on them, make sure they don't need to be watered. If they do need to be watered, water them. If they don't, don't worry about it. And then move them into a shaded area, but still kind of like out in the open. You don't have to put them up against a wall or in a corner. We want them to have that little bit of like wind currents and, and just open air temperature. 
all we're doing is removing that stressor of the sun's super strong rays of sunlight. Day five. This is where it gets a little bit confusing, I'm going to say, because the number of days that the plant has been outside no longer corresponds with the number of hours that it spends outside. So if this is where you start to get confused, it's, it's okay. That's natural. Just do your best. Or again, head to the website um, or again, the link is in the show notes to get a little bit of reminder. But we're going to set the seedling out in direct sunlight for three hours. After that, I want you to find a place in your yard or, you know, on your property that has dappled sunlight. And what I mean by dappled sunlight is maybe it's like under a tree or if you have like some ornamental grasses or something like that, or if you have a fence, you know, like fence posts or whatever, where it sort of gets light, but it's sort of shaded. That's what I would say is sort of partial sunlight or dappled sunlight. And you're going to place the seedlings there for the next three hours for a total of six hours. So three hours of direct sunlight, three hours of, you know, dappled or partial sunlight on day five. And honestly, finding spots to set your seedlings starts to get a little bit of crazy at this point, but it it gets them on their way to being able to spend all day, every day in full direct sun. And again, at the end of the day, check the soil and and water um, as needed. I will say that day five and day six are best to do, you know, on weekends, just because you have to find a time, you know, in the middle of the day to move these plants out of the sun. It's actually really helpful if you know that there is a place on your property that it's like gets sun for part of the day and then is shaded the rest of the day. So I know that there's a point on my patio where I can leave my seedlings and they will get sun for two to three hours and then the sun will reach a point where the roof pitch kind of blocks it and then my patio is in shade for the rest of the day. And that's the only reason why I can do day five or day six on a weekday is because I I know that about my property. I know that I can, you know, set my seedlings out there and eventually they'll they'll kind of naturally end up in the shade. Not all of us have that though. And we don't have jobs that take us away from our homes. Maybe you have a farm, um, which is oh my gosh, just as much, if not more of a job. And, you know, you've got animals and you've got chores that you're tending to. Maybe you've got kids, again, just as much of a job. Um, And you're taking them to doctor's appointments and errands and and you you don't have a spare moment to think about, oh my gosh, I need to move my plants. So set yourself a reminder if you need to. Um, That can be really helpful. Just something that helps you remember to take that plant out of that, those super strong sun's rays um, after about three hours. On day six, we're nearly there if you are doing the seven-day hardening off process. And again, if you have been kind of knocked back in this process a day or two by lower than average temperatures or by strong spring storms, it's okay. I I mean, it's not going to hurt anything. Just go back to the last day that you did. So if we weren't able to do day five, go back and do day four again, and then proceed just like as you normally would. But on to day six, we're going to place the seedlings in direct sunlight for five hours, and then move them into dappled or partial sunlight for three to four hours. So again, 
They're spending the whole day outside, but we haven't left them outside at night yet. And that's next. So we're still bringing them in at the end of the day on day six. We're nearly there. Again, check them. Make sure they don't need to be watered. Day seven, this is our last day of hardening off. Water the seedlings if they need it before you set them outside and then leave them in direct sunlight for eight hours, at least eight hours. And ideally, this is the day before you're ready to transplant. And if it's not the day that before you're ready to transplant, that's fine. If you want to do, you know, a repeat of day seven and you want to do kind of like day seven, eight, nine, ten, the exact same way where you leave this seedlings out for eight hours of direct sunlight and bring them in every day, that's perfectly fine. Um, after the day is done, check the weather forecast. If it's going to be a pretty mild night, leave them outside overnight unsupervised. Um, I will say there are some critters around that, that might bother them. If you have a lot of rabbits in your area, I would suggest kind of keeping your seedlings up on a table or something out of reach of those rabbits because rabbits love tender seedlings. Also, you know, raccoons don't have a tendency to bother plants, but they can get really curious and paw through things. So I would kind of keep them up off ground level as well. Otherwise, though, you know, you're leaving your seedlings out overnight, and that's really, really exciting. So we're, we're pretty much at the end of this hardening off process by the time you're able to leave them out overnight. And if you want to, if the weather the next day looks okay, you can transplant them. So I'm going to talk a little bit here about ideal weather on transplanting day, but I'm going to dedicate a whole episode to transplanting seedlings in another few weeks. So I'm not going to get super detailed about it here, but don't worry, I will be covering that here in a few weeks. Um, on transplant day, you're going to want to be looking for a calm, cloudy day. And if you can't get a calm, cloudy day, if that's not in the forecast, that's okay. You don't have to wait around for one. Um, if that's the case and that just doesn't look like it's in the, in the cards for you, I would then transplant on a calm day in the late afternoon. The reason being is that, you know, up to now we haven't disturbed the plant's roots at all, right? We've left the seedlings in their little pots. So they've had to put up with the sun and the wind and the temperatures, but their roots have been perfectly nice and snug and happy in their pots. When we transplant them though, the roots are going to withstand a decent amount of trauma, no matter how careful we try to be. And if we are exposing them then also to sun and wind and, you know, weather extremes like storms and pounding rain, um, in addition to the root trauma, that is going to be kind of detrimental to that seedling. So we want to make sure that we're transplanting on a calm, cloudy day or failing that a calm afternoon, late afternoon, where they won't get a ton of direct sunlight. But again, I will be covering a lot of other transplanting tips and tricks just in a few weeks. But that is it for hardening off. After day seven, you know, after eight hours of full sunlight and spending a night outside, your seedlings are ready to transplant outside. So exciting. Um, for the next episode, 
like I said, not talking about transplanting seedlings in the next episode. Instead, I will be talking about how to plant those seed potatoes that you started a few weeks ago if you chose to plant potatoes for the first time this year. And if you're not planting potatoes for the very first time this year, you might want to listen in anyway because you might learn a thing or two. But um, until then, thank you so very much for listening. I really, really appreciate it. And I will see you in the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Grow Your Own Food podcast. Visit beeandbasil.com for helpful how-to articles, images, and recipes.